Thank you for listening to the V1 Church Podcast. This is Mike Signorelli, the co-lead pastor of V1. And listen, we all have relationships in our life that we cut off and feel guilty about or relationships that we know we need to end, but it's just, there's so much emotionally invested in it. I mean, isn't it funny that we will cut a relationship off and feel bad about it even though they handed us the scissors? Or we will break our back for people who clearly never had ours. If you're feeling that this season, I want you to jump into this episode. I believe it's for you. So without further ado, here it is. Okay, for everyone who's visiting, first of all, my name's Pastor Mike, and I'm the lead pastor here at V1 Church, and I want to welcome you. We got a full house today. Um, we've got people in the overflow auditorium, but something cool was happening during service, and I try to give a hundred percent unadulterated attention to what's happening and experience the room. But I, but I also had some notifications going off, and I thought this was cool. So I want to do something. Now you got to get real rowdy and get loud so these microphones pick you up for it. But we actually have a live stream that's going right now on Facebook and I was getting DMs on my Instagram and this was so cool so I want to shout some people out because this is the first Sunday that this actually has happened so first of all can we all welcome Sandeep from India who's watching live right now Sandeep actually messaged me, DM me and said, I started watching your preaching clips and then that led to the live stream and I'm watching live right now from India. Can we welcome Alice who's watching from Uganda, Africa? What's up? She hit me up in the DMs right now and said that she is watching from Uganda. Isn't that crazy? Um, This name I'm about to, I have no idea how to say your name. Please forgive me. It looks like Ziamo from Peru is watching live right now. You just have to phonetically DM me how to say your name. I apologize, but mi corazón is Spanish. (laughs) That was good enough, right? For a white guy, it was good enough. Um, Always, we want to welcome Mariah from Kentucky. And actually, we have a woman named Laura who's watching from Long Island right now. I just want, and actually, we have a guy who's his second time ever attending V1 Church. He came in to look for a seat and didn't find one, and I saw him in the hallway. He's in the Overflow Auditorium right now. Can we all welcome Will in the Overflow Auditorium second time? That was fun. All right, let's pray this thing out and go to Chipotle. Everyone who said amen, you, you must leave now. <laughs> Everyone who shouted, get out. Get out. <laughs> That's so cool. What the internet is affording people is an opportunity to get into this room right now with us. And it's just so cool seeing all your faces and names. They're real people living real lives who need a real Jesus. And we're here to preach his name today, not lift our own name up. And so if you have a Bible, uh, let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. And we are going to be in a portion of Scripture that's one of my favorite um, portions of Scripture. It's when Jesus was actually preaching. And I think this is regarded as one of the most important sermons that you can have recorded in text ever. And we're going to glean some wisdom from Jesus today. These are the red letters, Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 7. Is it okay with you, church, if I read the Bible out loud right now? You know, I'm not too good at motivational speaking. I'm not too good at feel-good stuff. But I know that if you read Scripture, this book is alive. It will cut into the innermost parts of your heart. And when you read this book, this book will end up reading you. And this church is about the Bible. 
And I just, I can, I, I'm telling you, we're going there today. Matthew chapter seven, verse one through six. Shout out to everyone with the print Bible. You're getting into heaven first. Anyways, um, anyways, <laughs> this is appropriate. Judge not <laughs> that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? That's when at this church, that's when we say, well, you got to go down south with me, okay? Um, or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? And you know Jesus said it just like that in Aramaic, right? <laughs> you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now, this is the scripture that the entire message today is hinging on. So pay attention right now. It says this, verse 6 do not. Everyone say, do not. Do not. This is a command, okay? I don't know what family you came from, but if your mom said do not and you did it anyway, you were getting a chancla upside your head. And if you don't know what a chancla is, this church isn't for you. And when you didn't get a chancla, you got a switch. And if you don't know what a switch is, you might not be from the South. See, you didn't laugh because you don't know what a switch is. A switch is a branch being perverted to abuse a kid. Let me just tell you. Sometimes they would tell you, go, go pick your own switch off. And that's, that was, man, I'm telling you, receive a punishment. You have to cut your own branch off a tree to get your own whooping. And you know, mom had that look on her face like this is going to be the best time of my life. So it says, do not. So this is, this is clearly a command from Christ. Do not give dogs that which is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and then they turn to attack you. Man, today, we're going in today. Somebody tell your neighbor he's going in. All right, now, if you're a note taker, this is the first thing that you can write down. This is your wisdom key for today. If your presence doesn't make an impact, your absence won't make a difference either. If your presence doesn't make an impact, then your absence isn't going to make a difference either. You know what I'm here to do today? I'm here to give you the greatest gift I can give you this holiday season. I'm here to give you your time back because there's some people in your life that you need to cut out of your life. We're about to do an exorcism today and the ghost of Christmas past and all the relationships that you keep going back to are about to be exercised out of your life in the next 35 minutes. Can somebody say, bring it on? You know, my wife was um, doing this podcast with some friends. She's, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, the circle of trust. Okay, you notice no men said, oh yeah. This is like Estrogen Fest 2018. It's my wife and her cousin and her sister uh, actually doing this podcast. It's like The View, but the Christian version of The View. 
and they jump on this thing and they have ones in Florida, ones in New York, and then ones in Northwest Indiana. And they do this podcast and they just talk about stuff. And the whole point of the podcast is to not be serious because their whole life is ministry and being serious all the time. So they had this idea where they were like, we're going to get the husbands on an episode of the Circle of Trust podcast. So they asked me and I'm like, begrudgingly like, all right, yeah, fine, I'll do it. Even though I'm like a low key, big time fan. It's hilarious. <laughs> but Last night, we started to go through the, the filming and the, the recording of this podcast, and we had the husbands on, and we're doing this thing, and it's going to be a cool episode when it drops, but the funny thing that we talked about, now listen, if you're single in the house, have we got any single people in the house? Okay, okay, should we bring mistletoe next Sunday? I noticed Evan during that transition was like, and if it's appropriate, kiss somebody, and there are a whole bunch of people that had this lustful look in their eyes, I'm like, you better go up for prayer after service. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got, you're trying to come see Jesus. You ain't trying to come see Jesus at church. <laughs> Say Jesus from Long Island. But anyways, <laughs> but you know, we were, we were doing this podcast. So if you're single, this is for you. What I'm about to say is for you. Do we have any married people in the house today? Oh yeah, that's, it's getting stronger. Every time I ask that, the, it gets more enthusiastic. People are going on a healing journey. Anyone here um, still alive despite what happened to you in relationships? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, this is something. So either you have experienced this or you are about to experience this. It came up in the podcast last night. There is this phenomenon when you get married where your wife, and I'm going to tell you the secret right now, will look at your drawer and she will look into your dresser, into your closet, and she will see your favorite t-shirts, those ones that you wore at every sporting event and pitted out. She will look at those band t-shirts, the ones that shrank or you got so much fatter than you you used to be that it's a belly shirt now, men. And, and something deep inside this ruthless part of her will say, throw it away or donate it. And, she, and she'll wait till you're at work. She will wait till you're not paying attention and you will come back and know you're not ever going to wear those shirts ever again. No, you haven't worn them in years, but you're going to come home and you're going to notice that that shirt is missing and it is going to be the impetus for a divorce. And we were laughing so hard last night talking about how this is a universal thing that happens to every single relationship where the wife decides, I am now going to do the purge. <laughs> and these clothes that you had for years that you, and you know, it's one of those things. Have you ever, you look at that shirt. Some of you maybe need to like hashtag it and, and like put, post pictures of these shirts this week. But you look at that shirt and you're like, it was 1973. She looked me in the eyes. And you, maybe even you, you grab that shirt and you, oh, good times. <laughs> and you just put that thing away. And you will never throw that thing away. Anyone like that here? Do you know what shirt I'm talking about? Do you have that shirt? My wife is, is a savage. And one day I came home and all those shirts were gone. And I'm telling you, I flipped the script. I went off. I was like, no, you didn't. She was like, you never, I, you can't even fit in them. I, you're never going to wear them again. Well, let me just tell you, here's the reveal. Here's what's about to happen in the next 15 minutes. I'm about to be that ruthless wife in your life because you've got relationships that are in your closet that you have an emotional connection to that you need somebody else to help you get rid of. And we are about to get rid of them in the next 15 minutes. Is that all right? 
We got some things that you are connected and attached to that don't even suit you or fit you anymore at this juncture in your life. And you need somebody to help you give them the goodwill. You got stuff in your life that goodwill is going to take a look at and say, we're not putting this on the rack. Garbage. And it is so funny because there are garbage relationships in our life that we are holding on to because of a relational connection that they have that we will not give up. And God's telling you, stop casting your pearls among swine. And it's not that they're just going to be passive about it. It actually says, lest they attack you. I mean, does anyone here know what it's like to feel used? You know what a definition of a leech is? Uh, the definition of a leech is something that takes from you and gives you nothing in return. You got some leeches in your life. Somebody feel deliverance in the house right now? You know, it's like you are breaking your back for people who never had your back. You're taking blows for people who would never take a punch for you. You know how I know that? Because I'm from the hood where in order to get into a gang, you got to get jumped in a gang. You know why they jump you in a gang? Can I tell you? Because they need to know that you're willing to take a blow from them so that you can eventually take a blow for them. And you need some relationships in your life where people will go the distance for you. People will, will take a punch for you. People will, you know, and it's because as you go on this journey to become more like Christ, you're going to have people around you, these relationships that you accumulate. And they may even look like the relationship that Christ had. You're going to have a Mary in your life, a mother Mary. You know, Mary was somebody who knew that Jesus had greatness in him the entire time. Maybe you're going to have you ever. Everyone's mom thinks you're great. Whenever you're feeling low, you're like, mom, tell me a little bit about me. And she's like, son, you are amazing. And you have those mother Marys in your life who's who's on the sidelines. Go on, go again. I'm going to sing that song, Kevin. You have these these Marys in your life. And then maybe you have. You have the Matthew, the tax collector. Matthew's somebody that, man, you drop the message on them. You tell them the truth. And the instant you tell them, they go from being a scandalous tax collector hated by the community to an about-it Christian. And they're ro rocking with you and rolling with you. And they're right by you. That was Matthew for Jesus. He, Jesus told him the truth. And he said, I'm, I'm going to leave this lifestyle. Maybe you'll have people that you say, you know what? All that stuff you're seeing on Instagram and Facebook about me going to V1 Church, this is my life right now. You want to be down for me, be down for Jesus. And they go, all right, cool. Let's roll. We've had that happen. Haven't we? You know, maybe, maybe you even have Peter. Peter's that person in your life that annoys you so much that you're just like, but I can't get rid of them, but they annoy me. You know what I'm saying? It's like the, that relationship that you have. But, but see, Peter eventually clicked into this next mode and he wasn't Jesus's ride or die. He was Jesus's ride and die. He literally got crucified upside down for his savior. And you're going to accumulate relationships like that with people. You know, and I was in a, a really difficult season in my life a couple of years ago. It was a very difficult ministry season for me. I was tasked with the responsibility of 20 staff, 20 plus staff members. And I was leading them. My job was to lead them. And there were some weeks where I'm like, I have cast more demons out of the staff than I did the congregation. Can you guys stop sinning for two hours? 
And then I have my man, Mark, who used to wear these cut off shirts all the time. And I'm trying to raise this guy up to be in full time ministry. And I'm like, you are showing so much man cleavage on a Sunday morning that the church, nobody's going to show up next week. Mark, put a, the whole shirt on a whole shirt. <laughs> Come on, Mark. I know we're hillbillies here in Indiana, but not that level yet. And then all of a sudden somebody bucks me and they don't understand how spiritual authority works because it ain't even about how right you are. It's about God putting you in positional authority. And, and you read the story of Samuel and uh, Saul and David and that whole thing, right? And you got people you're rebuking, correcting. And, my, and I'm like, God, I can't even lead these 20 people. This is my Banning Leafshire rooted season. I can't even lead these 20 people in this local church staff. And I need to seek some wisdom. So I went to someone above me. I actually went down to Disney to meet with Lee Cockrell, who is the uh, VP of operations over all of Disney. And he led over 20,000 employees. And I met with him at 6 a.m. at a Starbucks outside of Disney property. And I said, Lee, I can't even lead these 20 staffers of this church. How are you leading 20,000 people at Disney? And he said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, people spend their time like they spend their money, but you can't get more time. People invest, they spend their time like they spend their money. I mean, we're spending our, we're buying a 2DS. We're, we're on Amazon Prime. We're ripping it up this month. We're extending ourselves beyond our own capacity financially, trying to prop up this American dream. I mean, we're, we're living this life. I mean, we're, man, we just, I don't even know. It's, it's a miracle every single week. And, and yet we're spending our time like that too overextending ourselves inside of the context of relationships that aren't even feeding us. And, and, he, and he said, Mike, you are investing your time into these people. You're investing your life into them. And you know, I came back and I said, line up, line up, staff. I said, Mark, I'm about to go toe to toe with you until you either find a new place to wear a cut off sleeve shirt, uh, you know, and, and figure out a context where it's okay for you to be what you are. Or you put a whole shirt on. I said, this person, you're going, I'm going to get, and I started going all in on them, giving them everything I had. Do you know props to Mark? He found his home in Hawaii where you don't even have to wear a shirt ever. He moved from Indiana, Hawaii. I was like, well played, Mark, well played. And now he's getting ready to launch a church. Come on, somebody. And I went from rebuking him every single day to now encouraging him to launch this church. And ain't nobody asking him to put sleeves on his shirt because they don't have sleeves on their shirt either. And, and, and now one of the interns that bucked me the hardest um, began to understand spiritual authority. And she's working with Christine Kane. And she's in Thailand right now doing something else for the Lord. Come on. But I wasn't investing just my, I was investing my life. And I want you to ask yourself, because we're preaching this series, Home for Christmas. You have to learn how to spend, because home is a place where you make the greatest deposit of your time and energy. Home is the place that you make the most, the greatest. It's why preachers, can you, are you hearing me today? It's why preachers can be extremely eloquent on this stage and completely disrespected off of it because people look at the investment they're making in their home to decide whether they want to listen to them or not. It's why you can get up here and sing a perfect pitch song and then walk off. And it's like people like I didn't feel anything because the anointing of God has been withdrawn because there's something at your home that's not right. 
I mean, what brings Christians down, as particularly Christians in leadership, isn't what's happening on the stage because we've gotten really good at this. It's the investment that they're making of their life, their time. And I think what I came in with a burden for today like never before is to tell you, just like it says this, don't cast your pearls among swine. What Jesus was talking about to contextualize this scripture was the pearls of the kingdom. He was saying, you have this truth of the kingdom of heaven being deposited here on earth. You know a different, unique way of doing life that's countercultural to even what the Jews see inside of Judaism, a Roman-occupied and ruled region that we're living in. And, and you have this new, this is a pearl, something of tremendous value. Even in another part of scripture, Jesus actually says that the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl that someone seeing the true value of it goes home and sells everything they have and comes back and says it was worth giving everything up so that I can own that one pearl. And so he's saying, if you have to give everything up to walk this walk, if you have to give everything up to be a true Christ follower, then why would you cast those pearls among the swine, the people who won't even ever understand the true value of it? And you know, this isn't a popular message because we love talking about the reckless love of God. Every era of Christianity has another love song. Yes, he loves me, oh, right? He is jealous for me, but are you as jealous for him? Are you consumed with him? What happened to us loving him in return? This is a narrow road. And I love seeing every single seat filled because we believe that it should be. But do you know that we have accounts in scripture where Jesus actually told people not to follow him? You're not gonna hear this at a lot of churches because we got different motives for wanting you to show up. But I don't want you to show up. I want you to walk the walk. I want you to be a true disciple. I want you to go the distance. I want you to fall madly in love with him. I want you to begin to go on a journey that as you allow more grace into your life through prayer, more grace into your life through reading scripture, more grace into your life by surrounding yourself with God's people, that you sin significantly less as you go on a journey of sanctification and become more of an image bearer of Jesus Christ. Christ in your life and you have these accounts in scripture that I don't know what to do with I, I in Mark chapter 5 Jesus heals this demoniac and then he tells then the demoniac says well hey can I be your follower now and he goes no, no no actually that's not best go back and tell everyone tell your family and tell everyone be an evangelist and tell everyone what I did for you then he tells this rich young man who said, Jesus, I want to follow you. You know, I think that that rich young man probably wanted some prestige and power on his life. He didn't want what the kingdom truly has to offer, and that's extreme radical obedience and humility. That's all Jesus is offering. He's offering you a cross. He's offering you to share in his death. But often we fantasize about the resurrection. He's offering us to lay it down. You know why 50% of all marriages end in divorce? Because we, don't, we want the Jesus of success, but we don't understand that you'll never get it until you receive the Jesus of the crucifixion. And it's when you lay your life down, it's in those seasons where I said, you know what? If my wife offers me nothing, I'm gonna offer her everything I have because this is my cross in this season. And then you see the wisdom of God begin to play out. 
because as the wisdom of God begins to play out, there are seasons in my life where I could offer my wife nothing. And then she reciprocates that love and I see a truer picture of the two becoming one. You're not gonna learn that in this consumeristic Christianity. You're not gonna learn that in this health and wealth prosperity Christianity. Does God will that we all be healthy? Yes, but he also wants us to learn how to suffer a little bit better too. You know, there's two sides to this coin today, church. You have this, this rich young ruler who couldn't do the thing Jesus asked him to do. It wasn't a connect card sitting at his thing. It wasn't planning center and showing up to do a worship set. He was asking him to give everything. And he said, I can't do that. And Jesus said, well, then this life, it's not for you because I'm gonna ask you to give me more than your possessions. I'm gonna ask you to give me your life. And that's why it's not about how intelligent you are. That's why you will always be led by people that aren't smarter than you, but by people who will sacrifice more than you. Because intelligence isn't how you go up in the kingdom. Humility and sacrifice, going down is how you go up. That's the essence of what it means to go home. You're never gonna find your true home until you find it rooted in humility. You have Matthew, a tax collector, a little derpy, Jesus shows up, tells him the truth. He's like, I'm in. Peter, I'm in. And God wanted me to tell somebody here today, stop wrestling with pigs. When you wrestle with pigs, you both end up covered in mud and only the pig liked the mud. There's people who are using you. People are scabbing off of you. You know, there are people that are in your life only because of the benefit that they get from being with you. And we've been made to feel like we should carry them through every single season. But I also want to tell somebody here this today. Do you know that people will find a savior much faster when you stop trying to be one? And I know that when we put those names on the Christmas tree, some of us think if I could just craft the perfect speech, if I can deliver the word just so eloquently, if I can just say it just right, if Pastor Mike preaches the exact sermon they need to hear that week. But guess what? When you stop trying to be a savior, you'll make a little bit of room for the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will begin to do something for your husband that you couldn't do. The Holy Spirit will begin to do something for your brother that you can't do. The Holy Spirit will begin to move in a way that you can't move. Our greatest team member here at this church is the Holy Spirit. It's the word of God being declared over people's life and then them responding to it. But man, We've got some people in this room, people in the overflow, people watching live that have been casting their pearls among swine. You know, if you're somebody that can't stop going back and looking at their Facebook profile and it's been years, today's your day of freedom. If, if you went back and you were hurt that that former relationship has blocked you on Instagram because you went back to look at their pictures again, your heart has caught, been caught up in something that you need to be freed from today. This is the dresser drawers that we're cleaning out together. Maybe it's even other churches. There are people who haven't even been able to fully surrender and serve in the local church because their heart is still prisoner into another era, another season, another way of doing things. I love what this scripture says because Jesus put it so well. He says this, for everyone who, well, let's back up. Do not give dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and they turn to attack you. But watch this. 
Another translation where it says turn to attack you, a more accurate translation of the language is and shred you to pieces. Here's the revelation. You gave your best. You cast your pearls among swine and those pigs trampled it and then they took a part of your affection and they put it into a fragmented piece, a part of your attention, a part of your time, a part of your energy. And these proverbial pigs, these, these pigs in your life, these, and you're like, man, this is offensive. Well, Jesus did a little bit of offending people into the truth too. Is that all right? Because there's freedom on the other side of holy offense. But these people, they take the best of your life and they fragment you, and you end up losing a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there, a little bit of affection here, a little bit of affection there, and as you continue to lose it, you just, you feel shredded, torn to pieces. You can't even invest yourself fully. Would you stand to your feet with me today? Somebody say, I'm coming home for Christmas. We've got 22 days left of 2018. Anyone here want to finish strong with me? Yeah, that's right. We have 22 days left. 22 days left of 2018. 22 days to wake up and surrender. 22 days to get into this book. 22 days to pray. 22 days to eat right. 22 days to go back to the promises of the Lord that are yes and, and amen. 22 days to prove that if the devil could have killed me, he would have done it already. But I'm here to go all the way and I'm not casting my pearls among swine. I'm going to invest in the right places. I'm going to evict the relationship that needs to be evicted. 22 days for everything that the Lord told you about 2018 to become true still. Can I just tell you about my God? My God will make the sun stand still long enough for you to get a victory. My God will wait till it looks impossible to resurrect his son, Jesus. My God will wait till something's totally dead to prove that he's the only one that can resurrect. Wants you to have the greatest gift you can ever have back for Christmas. Your time, your attention. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I believe that if you got this far, there's something that changed in your life, but I need to ask something of you now. I want you to go to Instagram. I want you to type in the search bar V1 New York. And then not, not only do I want you to follow us, but I want you to send us a testimony. Tell us the story of what happened as you listen to this message. And we're gonna feature it in our story. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for your support and we'll see you next week.